You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 29. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, Star Coach listeners. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, certified executive and mentor coach and coach educator. As always, just thankful and pleased that you've taken the time to join the show today. And I want to tie in today's show to some of the work that we've done over the past couple weeks. We've looked at the work that we can do within ourselves to embrace life, to be more wholehearted in our approach of life. And part of that is acknowledging and working with the emotions that we feel in life. So when I first went through my coach certification training, at that time, as a coaching profession, we were still in evolution, and we will always be in evolution. But a new profession tends to need to take some time to create a differentiation, to determine sort of where we fit in the big scheme of things. And initially, I think the coaching profession was very cautious about dealing with emotions, that we could deal with thoughts and behaviors and actions. But the feeling part was therapy. That was a a differentiation. And I think that as we've evolved, we've realized that emotions are very much a part of who we are as whole beings. And to be able to or to not be willing to deal with emotions sort of cripples some of what we're able to do with our clients. And at the same time, there's that confusion about, well, how much do we get into the emotion? And how are we able to incorporate the belief systems that sort of lead to the feelings and explore all of that as coaches? Well, our guest today does that in a very unique way. Dr. Jane Gardner is a new thought leader, an author, a certified master coach, and a licensed professional counselor. She specializes in psychology and the science involved in spiritual transformation. Now, Jane and I know each other for, gosh, I guess we're going on three decades now from the field of mental health. We worked together back when we were both actively working as therapists. And Jane then transitioned into coaching even before I did. She's the founder of the Divine Intelligence Institute and has a book, Divine Intelligence, Spiritual and Scientific Process for Awakening the God Within, which outlines a process that she uses that combines the latest neuroscience with 15 universal spiritual truths that her process includes. She uses this divine intelligence process to both teach people in spiritual classes, as well as using this process in her coach certification program. Now, Jane joins us today to talk about that very issue of how do we incorporate emotion within our coaching as well as something that she refers to as our spiritual force within. 
So it's a unique perspective. It's a powerful perspective. And I look forward to sharing it with you with our interview with Dr. Jane Gardner. I want to welcome Dr. Jane Gardner to the show. Jane is trained as a licensed psychologist and has been a coach for, gosh, how long now, Jane? Oh, Meg. Wow. Now that's the question. Do I have to say maybe 20 years? How old is ICF? (laughs) (laughs) ICF started in 1995. There you go. So it's been 22 years because I was one of the first members. Excellent. So Jane and I go back to, you know, we had our former lives together. I first met Jane when she was a psychologist working with patients at the psychiatric hospital where I was program director and assistant program director. So that is a long time. We won't go into how long ago that was. And then I had the pleasure of signing up for a continuing education program about coaching before I transitioned into coaching. Mm -hmm. And Jane was the presenter. And she and I got to talking about Mm -hmm. University of Texas at Dallas. She was going through their program at the time. And Mm -hmm. I ended up joining the cohort right after hers. So Jane, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be with you and your audience. Well, thank you. And I know the audience is going to be thrilled to hear all the good stuff you have to share. Jane, let's first talk about, we just talked about our former lives. So let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what attracted you to coaching and had you transitioned from the mental health field into the coaching field? Oh, Meg, it was such a bright star out there. I have been a therapist, psychologist in uh, mental health facilities, like you said, And I was so tired. I was so tired that I actually went to the hospital and had an immune system disorder. And I was there for four or five days until one of the physicians came in and said, they couldn't bear what was wrong. And they finally said, you are exhausted and you are taking in all of the emotions of your patients. Well, I had to do something different just for my health. And the exciting thing about coaching was that you get energy with it. I mean, it's so exciting instead of giving out so much because I was fixing, you know, as a therapist, the medical model really is to fix. And at times people need diagnoses and medication and all of that. So I was in that system. And boy, when I heard about coaching, I ran to the first ICF meeting and said, sign me up, sign me up. Because I knew there was something brilliant here. I knew that it was a shift that I wanted to be a part of. It was a movement, as we have seen. Well, and you've just been such a asset to the coaching community. You do trainings all the time. You have your own coach training school or program or whatever you want to call it, and are doing some really unique, great stuff. So tell us a little bit about what is it that you do, and tell us a little bit about the Divine Intelligence Institute. Well, thank you. I'm just so excited about the Divine Intelligence Institute. It's just blossomed into me. You know, it's so neat to have something that just represents who you are. So what I loved about coaching was the ability to help people find the answer within them. And what I found also was there was a challenge that I had because probably of my therapeutic background that I couldn't integrate. And so I was faced with what to do with emotions because especially, you know, when we first started this coaching business, this coaching profession, we were told that emotions were not okay to talk about. And And so what are you supposed to do with that? 
Yeah, yeah. Because we know, and especially now with all the neuroscience coming out, we know that emotion is where we start integrating into our brain new ideas, new shifts. And so when I read coaching and I started presenting and I kept getting coaches saying, no, 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 don't talk about that. That's not coaching. That's therapy. And then when I first presented my coach training school to get approval, ICF declined. They said, no, they, they turned me down because wow. they said, you talk about emotion and that's your main deal. And I said, yeah, you know, so what I did, of course, is I, I got uh, proof that through neuroscience that our brain has to go. And even, you know, coaching doesn't go back into the past, but I do go back into the past some because the past is where we have our memory stored, where we learn our limiting beliefs, which Mm -hmm. pulls us back from action. So I was a mess to the coaching community at first. They were kind of looking at me like, look, stay in the therapy field. You radical you. Yes, I was. I was out of place, man. I was a maverick. And, but you know, I kept saying, but, 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 and it was so good for me because it forced me to get out of the pleaser role of trying to please ICF, which I was part of who I was. My whole conditioning was to please. And so at first it pushed all my buttons and I went, oh my gosh, how do I accommodate to this wonderful organization? And I think I went through a year or two of just trying to make my model fit into theirs when all of a sudden I got it. I don't fit. I'm different. Go with it, Jane. You know, mm-hmm. own it. So I said, yeah, Embrace it, Jane. Yes. Yeah. This is just, I said, okay, I got to apply my own stuff to me and I need to be myself, which is, of course, my whole process is to find the authentic self. I had to do it first. Hello. And so I decided to go with who I was and say emotion is a big part of change and we have to deal with emotion. In fact, what I teach my coaches is first thing you do is look for that emotional word that someone uses and you go with that before you almost do anything. Even sometimes before the coaching agreement, you want to find out what they're feeling because you have to get that out of the way. And I remember, you know, in therapy, we used to have people that came to us about divorce and we would work with children some. And I remember this little boy who once told me once when I was telling him, I was trying to figure out what his problem was. And he told me right out, he said, well, I heard my parents talking this morning about getting a divorce. And he said, doctor, how can I do multiplication tables when I'm worried about a divorce? And so, but what we know is that the brain of feelings in the brain, brain trump thinking. Right. They hijack the whole thing. They hijack the cognitive brain. So how could he do multiplication tables? He couldn't, you know. And so I think even with the CEOs and the higher level people in business whose son, you know, is upset at him and they have an argument in the morning and then they come to a call and let's get down to business, you know, your bottom line, let's see how you can, you know, and they just need to duck sometimes. They just need to vent a little bit about those feelings, clear that space out. And then we've got magical, imaginative, creative thinking right there, but we can't get to it by avoiding that. So, so that's how you integrate mm-hmm. some of the, the maverick ideas that you have and certainly have been embraced by the ICF now because you do have an ACTP approved program. Yes. And I want to congratulate you on your perseverance because you've got stuff that we need to learn about. 
I think so. I think so. And I want to give the coaching profession credit is they have embraced it now. Right. And, and many people are doing what I do now too. And so we've grown up, you know, I think at first we were worried about our own identity and how do we define ourselves as being different. And we had to go through that whole process. It's all a part of evolution to kind of find a good balance. I think sometimes the pendulum swings in one long direction and then the other, and then it kind of settles into a good place. Well, and I'm proud of our openness as a profession that we need to grow. We need to think out of the box or re-engage some old thinking. So, yeah, we're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. And what you do, well, you've got several different things that you do at the Divine Intelligence Institute. So tell us a little bit about the different kinds of things that you provide, different kinds of things you do. Oh, okay. Well, there's two facets to my company. One is I do spiritual classes for people in general, not necessarily coaches, although some a lot of coaches come to my programs, but I do spiritual classes because the main thread that runs through my company is the process that I designed as a therapist 25 years ago. I just found that we couldn't help people. They kept coming back and there was no sustainability in what we did. And I just sat down one day and I said, look, I know to myself that I've got to start writing down what works. And I just compiled a list for four or five years of what worked with people. And then I began to design a process that starts with, you know, what are your limiting beliefs and how were they put in? What is your conditioning? And then how do you rewire that into being the real you, the authenticity that we need to do? How do you unlace all of those things you've been told are true for you? those limitations we put on our soul, basically, our spiritual self. And how do you open up to be yourself? Well, that applies to people in general. And then as I do my spiritual classes, there are some people in those classes that want to become a coach and teach the process. So my whole company is around the process. And that's what I'm so happy doing is the process. And so tell us about the process. I mean, just a little bit. You've got, by the way, Jane has wonderful stuff on her website and uh, describes some things and some video clips that are very worthwhile to listen to. But I'm going to make her kind of share some of that with us right now. So your process, what would that look like? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's spiritually based and sometimes you get confused on whether that means religion. So it is not, there's no specific religion. And we deal, what I think I got to in my personal life was I wanted to define my relationship with God. And by God, that means to me, uh, whatever it means to you as a client. But for me personally, it's the force or the spirit within me. I believe that the only God we'll ever know is the one within ourselves. So my process is how to connect with that force within you. And so everything I do is how to get rid of your limiting beliefs, because I believe in many ways we are God. We're a point of consciousness in this huge mind of God. And so in my process, I help you really figure out your highest self, your God self. And in the process, connect with the power that is out there in the universe that quantum physics tells us is there, that neuroscience tells us we have this force, the spiritual unlimitlessness to our whole innate 
person. And I want people to find that within themselves, what I call their divine intelligence, and use that to have their best version of their life and to enjoy life and to have the joy that comes from finding out who you really are and living that life. That is such powerful stuff. And you talked about the fact that coaches might want to come and and learn more about that. How do you take your coach training and then sort of what you've learned and then weave into it all the, because I know I've been to trainings that you've done on neuroscience and the way the brain's wired Mm. and all the new stuff that we've learned about that. Mm. And then these spiritual lessons that you've learned. So, you know, you put it together and you help coaches use that knowledge to be a certain way as they coach. How do you do that? Mm -hmm. I just believe that neuroscience is upholding this is that we have a spiritual force within us that is separate from our brain. And, you know, even neuroscience is pretty mechanistic to some extent in that when you're learning about how the brain works, it's an organ in your body and it is about that, that organ. But there's so much research out there. Jeffrey Swartz did a lot of research that showed, proved actually, that the brain is run by something, you know, what Einstein called the ghost in the machine, spooky action at a distance. But we have this mental force within us, what I call our divine intelligence, that is different than our physical brain that we can get in touch with and run our brain to get to the best most powerful version of ourselves. So that's what I do is I integrate how the brain works because I love, I've always just loved the brain. I mean, people laugh at me and say, you like the brain. I love uncovering all that science because it's important to us as coaches to know how the brain works. It's, It's just innate. We need to have that information. And then the beautiful part, I think, is when you discover that your client and you, I guess is the first person that you discovered in, is that spiritual self in you that has been covered up and discarded in some aspects, but that we are in there. And how do we uncover that force and put it in charge of our lives? To me, that's what my job is as a coach. And I want to train my coaches to get down to that level of knowing that there is this beautiful force, a spiritual force inside of us is what I believe that is an intelligence that we need to help our clients get in touch with. That's the whole deal. How do you find your clients kind of accepting these concepts? Well, you know, it it depends on the wording and, you know, the essence of using God and using divine, those words, those are scary words for people sometimes, especially, you know, we used to have, we still do kind of have trouble taking even the word emotion into the business community. Right. And then you throw in God to the divine and whoa, you are, you know, there's a, a block there that we have. But I hope someday that after I've gone on to the next life that people look back and say that she taught people that God is a force within us. That would be my mission statement is God's on the inside. And so I think we need to take God out of the sky as this man, a lot of times, that tells us what to do and is in charge of our lives. Let's face it, we are responsible for our lives. Mm -hmm. And when we put that 
force outside ourselves, we lose all of our control over our environment and we lose our power speaking to companies. We lose our power to create money, to create what represents that force within us. Our, you know, our net worth is always related to our self worth. So the hardest challenge I think we have in our work with individuals and corporations and, and the bigger organizational is how do we take responsibility for everything that's out there? Because our thoughts are what creates our feelings and our thoughts create. And so when I teach coaches how to coach, we deal mm-hmm. with the inner self first. In fact, we know that when we deal with the inner self and we change and, and shift and get more awareness that the outside automatically changes. And so that's always my particular emphasis is on help the client find the shifts within themselves that they need to make and let the results take care of itself. We don't even want to, you know, we have the goals and intentions set, but our work is within. And so that is a key thing that you teach in your program mm-hmm. to help coaches partner with their clients to begin within. Absolutely. That's the whole ball game in my book. Yeah. It, and it seems so simple in a way to just stay with that, peeling away what limits us and revealing who we are and that provides us with the answer and it's so important to get in touch with that client's intention their life intention you know what is it they really want to do in life and that covers once they get that it covers how we deal with their personal life how we deal with their business life how we help them make more money um my uh, I want to reference my book here, Divine Intelligence, because it's about taking an executive through my process. And it's that story. So as a coach, if you read the book, you get how I coach. It's a dialogue, word for word, a story of what I said to this executive. And it's funny because he had two goals. One was to find a job because he was out of a job at the time, even though he had had a very high level position. He was without a job and he wanted to find God. And so the whole story is about how he found them both. And guess who he found first? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's the whole deal. You have to find yourself, the God within you. And then the job showed up. Right. Because, yeah, Yeah, that's just the way that the Mm -hmm. order that it needed to go in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm eager to, and I haven't read your book, but I am planning to read your book. And I just know the stuff you put out is so impactful. And the coaches that are coming out of your program adore it. I have several good friends who have gone through your, as a matter of fact, I've referred one of my great friends to your program yes. and she adored it. Yeah, thank you. Oh gosh, my pleasure. But meaning that I just knew it was going to be such a match for her. Well, and it does, I have a special audience. Right. For everyone. And what I found is that though, that we become, I mean, I take you into my heart, into my home, some of the work we do is right here in my home because I want you to know I'm behind you once you sign up to be my coach. I help you in the business part of it as well as learning all the techniques because, Meg, some of the time you'll see the most brilliant coaches that there are, but, you know, a lot of times we're introverts. I certainly am. And to teach them how to go out and network, I mean, that's the scariest thing you can ever say. So we use the same reasoning 
with getting clients is change the inside. You know, get comfortable with who you are, find your purpose. And then all you do to gain your clientele to create your business is be who you are with more and more people. You know, tell them who you are and what your purpose in life is. My purpose is to change our image of God so that we take the energy of the God within us and create our lives from within. And once you say that to someone, you know, they know who you are and they either want more or they don't. And And that's okay either way, because we only want to attract people to us who are truly attracted to that message. There's different things for each person. And, but when you're authentic and when you're out there and when you are truly connected to what you are within, then that attracts like to you. It just works. It certainly does. So you've talked about different techniques and tools you use. So my question to you is whether we might be able to get you to come back to the show in maybe, you know, a couple weeks and share a couple of the tools and techniques that work well for your clients. Maybe even share another story. You shared a little bit of the story that's in your book and we're going to encourage people to get out there and get the book. But I'm wondering if, if we might be able to attract you back for another show to share some of that information. I'd love to. And a story came to mind about the beginning of the process because I had a client that helped me as a patient at the time, helped me design the process. And we found his shadow side. And it's just a profound story. I would love to share. And then I'll give you some specific tools on how any coach can use some of the tools that we use. I'd I'd love to come back and, and really be specific with tools this time. Yeah, I'd love to. Excellent. So thank you, Jane, for joining us. And I'm looking forward to everybody be listening for the next time that we have Dr. Jane Gardner on the show to share some more specifics about the divine intelligence process. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Meg. And thank you for being so authentic. Oh, gosh. It's why I love you so much. Take care and enjoy your life. Back at you. Variety is the spice of life, and that's certainly the case in coaching. There's many different perspectives and philosophies, different focuses and niches, and Dr. Gardner certainly shared the perspective that she has gained from her years of working with people as both a therapist and a coach. I appreciate her joining the show and look forward to her next episode where she shares some specific strategies and stories from her divine intelligence process. If you'd like to know more about Dr. Gardner or the Divine Intelligence Institute, as well as our show, visit starcoachshow.com. While you're on the site, be sure to sign up for our ongoing book giveaway. We have a new book in our giveaway this week, and that is Smart Match Alliances, Achieve Extraordinary Business Growth and Success, donated by our guest of episode 21, Judy Felt. I hope that you have a fabulous week and are able to focus on bringing value through your coaching to your unique audience and be sure to stay tuned for more information about our Star Coach membership site. So until next week, this is your host, Meg Rentschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Mm-hmm.